Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Uh, uh, Happy Halloween. Happy Monday to you. October 31st, 2022. This is... Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Your Halloween special. Oh, Scoots, how how did how did that go? I'm gonna have to go back and listen, but I think it sounded okay. Yeah, I guess I won on the for forgot that we wouldn't be able to hear it. Although it's just so weird that we can hear the rejoins and the intros and whatnot, but yeah. we can't hear music that you play off to the side. And then I did realize that okay, we won't be able to hear the music, but I'll just I'll just go ahead and start talking. You raised your hand. That's what you said you were gonna do. Uh, but a little spooky surprise for you, Roush. We you, you didn't get to hear it either. We had we had a little different music after the intro. Oh, it was a little different. I just I heard the intro like I normally hear the intro. Yeah, but then it stopped and different music played. Ooh, yeah. spooky music. I also had uh, my toddler walk in the room, uh, waking up as soon as the show started. So <laughs> that was... He's just excited for the Halloween holiday. He's, he's ready for some roll call, man. Yeah, who who say who says they can blame him? Roush, how are you? Good morning. Morning, morning. I'm um, uh, just not looking forward to this. Can we, we we can be honest with ourselves? Uh, yeah, it was very much a. Uh, did I really have to go back to work to watch uh, this this Kentucky Tennessee game? And that, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Just like uh, I don't want to talk about this. This sucks. This sucks. Yeah. It's no fun. I did have a good Sunday though. Watched a lot of football. Uh, got in a nap too, like in between the witching hour, um, or like in between the start and the witching hour. That's the perfect time to get a nap in, right? Like. You watch the start of the games, you kind of doze off for about an hour, then you, you get the witching hour in, you get the afternoon games. It was it was a good sports Sunday. Um, sports Saturday, though, can't say the same thing. Yeah, yesterday was was phenomenal for me as well. Just same reason, just literally watched sports all day, 
had a mix of college basketball in there too. Watched the entire U of L game, watched the entire UK game, and then, like we said, just a ton of football. Green Bay lost, but I was anticipating them losing. Actually, a little bit better uh, performance than I thought from them, and won't don't need to necessarily get into it. Uh, but yeah, crappy football weekend for for my teams. One expected, the other one at least the outcome of the game. 100% not expected, but we're going to talk about both those things. Kentucky played basketball. That wasn't um, amazing either, but we will we'll get into all of it. This is what we do. This is our radio show. Uh, but glad that glad that everybody had a, a solid weekend despite the, the the sports games, which were ooh, yikes. Yeah, talking about yikes. talk about spooky. Uh, luckily, of course, we're just going to do nothing but Halloween content today and not talk about those games. So that's, that's a great the idea. trick is me lying, saying we're going to talk about all of it. No, we're just going to talk about the good things and Halloween. So That's why I'm here. That's why Scoots is here. Sure. Yeah. We had our little Halloween get together. It, it went well. Uh, just a lot of kids, which is that's uh, that's totally fine. They seem like they all had a good time. Um, it was kind of just funny. Like seeing, you know, different different stages of the party, different meltdowns for different kids. Uh, <laughs> fun, just kind of, you know, seeing which kid would be which kid would be next. Uh, it was, like usually it was when they were leaving. To one was yeah. leaving, couldn't find their Lightning McQueen car, oh, and no. so like basically the entire party started looking around for what we thought was going to be like a little Hot Wheel car. Turns out it was out in the yard, and it was like a you know size of like a foot. It was like a big car. Ah. Um, so so that was funny. Um, but the funniest and most embarrassing thing was not any kid having a meltdown roush. Uh, it was it, it was no childhood shenanigans or anything like that. It was me. I, oh, I thought it was going to be Johnny. No, no, he 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 didn't show up. Oh. Um, but no, it was me. And it was after everybody had left. Party went again. Everything went pretty smoothly. No, no issues. The food, shockingly, like got eaten. We didn't get left with a ton of leftovers, which is always a nice thing about a party. Um, but I dressed up as Jack Skelling, Skellington from mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas and had my sister-in-law put on like the face paint. Usually not a big face paint guy for Halloween, but whatever figured i'd do it this year and it looked good like all things considered i was pretty impressed with the way that it turned out yeah, i can idea. verify it did it, it looked good so yeah, the pictures looked, you, you you looked like uh, uh mr skellington the, the 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 makeup i don't know probably took like 20 30 minutes to put on not not like an insane amount of time just to stand there somebody's putting makeup on your face but also not just like a two minute thing so about 20 30 minutes somewhere in that ballpark and everybody's left the party and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go shower, get this makeup off my face before I start to pick up. I'm a big pick up the night of one. If you've been drinking a little bit, it's like, you know, who really cares? Like, right, right, be, right. you know, I'll go pick up, I'll go throw away all the beer cans. I'll go put all the stuff away, do all that stuff. So I'm getting this. I, I can't get the makeup off my face. I'm in the shower trying to get it off. I can pretty much get it off everywhere except the the black rings around my eyes. I can't get those off. And I have like a washcloth in the shower and I'm just like 
ripping and tearing as much as I can. And uh. I've, I, you've heard me brag about this before, but I've got very strong water pressure in my shower. I love it. It's like probably one of my favorite things about our house. Um, it's not even like really an updated shower even, but it's just the water pressure is amazing. feels like it can like tear the skin off your back, which doesn't sound appealing, but trust me, it feels really, really good. So I'm like, all right, well, we got strong water pressure. And there's even a setting where you can make the the streams more condensed. So instead of having, you know, like 50 little things coming out, you can just make it three. But it yeah. makes the water pressure even a little stronger. Again, that's pretty standard showerhead procedures. So I'm like standing under this thing with my eyeballs and just trying to get the paint off. And this what this way is actually kind of working. It's it's not like a hundred percent, but it's much better than the alternative I've had. So I'm just like standing under the shower, getting the makeup off my face. If you don't know where this story is going, um, I gave myself two black eyes doing this. Oh, gosh. One much worse than the other. But so I, like I met up because we had already kind of pre-planned this, but I'd met up with some friends for the UK game for Saturday. And like I, I told all my friends Saturday morning, I was like, I am an idiot and gave myself black eyes. Um <laughs> And then I got up there, and they were just like, oh, my gosh. One of them was like, man, who slugged you? Because you can never not – like, you're automatically assumed to have been punched in the face if you see somebody with a black eye. I do it. I know people are doing it to me. Totally understand. But it is funny that, like, people that I had seen on Friday night within, like, an hour of, the, of them leaving, I not only gave myself a black eye – which didn't, I didn't really, like, I knew that, like, oh, no, I'm an idiot. And then, of course, the wife later that night, she was like, if you just would have asked me, I've got wipes that would have taken it right off. Yep, yep. I, I, I knew where that was going. That's the, I, I don't know what's in those wipes that the, the ladies have, but they've got some sort of chemicals that just, boom. Yeah. I was like, you're nowhere to be found. She was sleeping when I was doing this. And then, sure enough. This also not, doesn't probably make for as funny as a story, but so like my eyes were fine Friday night. I knew again that they were going to be like a little sore. Maybe they'd be bruised. I didn't think it'd be so black, um, but whatever. But I go back downstairs and start picking up the rest of the party. I'm showered. I got the makeup off the majority, like 98% of the makeup off my face. And I go and I'm starting to pick up the party. Carrying in the outside TV to indoors, our little flex TV that I've talked about on the radio show before. I'm carrying it, screen door slams on my toe. I'm wearing sandals because I got out of the shower. Left big toenail ripped right down the middle. Ah, oh, God. So things really took a bad turn for me once the party ended. And this would only just be kind of a, a premonition, if you will, for what my favorite football team would experience uh, less than 24 hours later. Because for as much as the end of Friday night stunk, I would take giving myself black eyes and ripping my big toenails off if it meant Kentucky wasn't so humiliated by what I consider to be its biggest rival in the current state of the football program. That was horrible, Roush. Absolutely pathetic performance on Saturday night. If I am embarrassed by giving myself black eyes and ripping off my own toenails, UK should be even more embarrassed for just being entirely uncompetitive and playing a 
F performance in a game where they were probably going to have to play in A to, to pull off the win, and us Goobers actually thought they could do it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of had a feeling it would – Kentucky's a sloppy football team. They have been pretty much all year, and I thought that was going to get in their way of winning the game, although I didn't think that it would be that go that poorly so quickly because the defense did keep them in the game, right? Like, uh, it should have been 20-6, to 20-13 going into the halftime locker room. Um, but turnover in the red zone, <laughs> I mean, you, just, you, just, you can't do that. You can't do that. Tavion Robinson – uh, has a third down reception that could have been a 60-yard touchdown, right? And he just he just dropped it. I mean, he made a great play to get open and get to the ball, just drops it. I think he, um, score, I think he scores on that play just the way the defender was kind of momentum was taking him. He would have just had to break one little arm tackle, and he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was easily, I think, probably the best throw Will Levis made all night, to be honest with you. Like, that was a great he, throw, great play, play great well. route. And once that, yeah, gosh, I mean, you, you, I know you were kind of going down the list and it seems like you're on number three or four, but that one seemed to be almost the biggest. And the sad thing is you could probably call out three or four more plays that you just, that were like, you can't do these things. So there are things you can't do. Yeah. And in, in general, they didn't look, I, I just thought the offense would have had like you, you, they take the field first and immediately go three and out. Like, Rich, do you not have something better after 10 days to prepare for this defense? I spent maybe a day, maybe two, preparing for this Tennessee football game. I, I turned my brain off. I was not focused on football whatsoever. But it was pretty clear that you could not run on first down against this team. Like, throwing on first down was the key to success. I know you want to get the clock started uh, in some instances, right? You don't. You, you want to chew up some time of possession. But, like, that, that doesn't really matter that much. They're going to score whenever they're going to score. They can score in a hurry. In no time. Uh, but he never did throw on first down. And that's where you get in the situation where they get in the red zone. And I, I'm watching the game with my dad. I'm like, dinky, one-on-one on the outside. Maybe they let him go for it. Like, that. that's an easy just, like, go let your four-star be a four-star 13 mm-hmm. yards out from the end zone. Instead, they wait to throw it to him until it's third down. He gets split in half. Ball goes the other way. Uh, I was... It's very frustrated by the play calling, and it made matters only worse when, uh, I mean, it's twenty to six. You you can run out the clock to just go into the halftime locker room, get the ball back to start the second uh-huh. half. Maybe you score on your first possession and make, get it back to a one touchdown game. Jatan McLean does well with Chris Rodriguez a little banged up, getting them out of the shadow of their own end zone. Right, they're backed up on their own one two yard line. Yeah. McLean runs it out of there, and the clock's rolling. And what do they do? Uh, let's run three bubble screens in a row. Uh, one of them's incomplete. I think one of them, Barry on Brown, ran out of bounds because what are you doing, dude? Um, yeah. Tennessee had 30 more seconds than they needed to be able to go down there, score a touchdown, and end the game. Yeah. I mean, clock management has been a joke this season. Uh, I feel like there's been injuries and there's been stuff on the field and off the field that you can have some built-in excuses for these coaches. But far too often in clock management situations, late in games, there's just been a little too much head-scratching for my liking. And I get it, you got some relatively new guys in the program in a coaching capacity, but you also, I mean, Stoops is coming up on a decade, um, 
like you know he he can't let some of that he's he's too experienced to let some of those things happen and he can't help but you know he can't make Barry and Brown stay in bounds but you need to let your people know that that is you can't let that happen so that was that was terrible you're totally right it, it felt like a game that despite Kentucky not even playing well in the first half the defense yeah. And even and even the offense. I mean, even the offense. Even though they didn't come away with points, like they were. That was the thing that I think was so frustrating. Is you saw them have some momentum. And gosh, and this it hasn't this been the story all season? But you saw them have some momentum. Move the chains. Move the chains. Stall. Move the chains. Move the chains. Move the chains. Stall. It just seems like anytime they'd get momentum, they sometimes would go away from what was working. They'd get way too predictable with their play calling. I agree with you, Roush. I think they thought to themselves, like, yeah, you know what? We know that this Tennessee secondary isn't all that great, but we have to be able to establish the run. We have to be able to establish the run. If Tennessee's going to let you throw, then throw it. Then throw it. And then Will Levis, I don't think, played particularly well. Actually, played pretty poorly. Uh, and then it, it turned into what it turned into. But after that first quarter, Roush, I was like, damn, Kentucky didn't play great, but this is as good as the first quarter as you can really get against Tennessee. Yeah. The way that they've just been blowing teams out and having the game be over. And even going to even the second quarter, I was like, okay, first quarter wasn't great for Kentucky, or they didn't play great, I should say. Second quarter, it they didn't play much better, but you know what? They're still going to be in a position – to not be blown out, at, and then like the final two minutes happen. I was like, "What the hell just happened?" Like you're you're talking about potentially Kentucky going into the half with like, "All right, you're trailing, but you're going to get the ball back." And to start the third quarter, if your possession goes well, maybe you're tied. And, but then you blink, and before you know it, it's like, "Oh, never mind. The game's actually over at halftime." How how do those things keep happening? Or not keep? You know, it's not like that's a common thing. But how do how do late clock managements at the end of halves end of games keep going so poorly for Kentucky pretty frustrating stuff but uh, that was a that was a beatdown that was a total yeah. total beatdown unacceptable yeah. it um whew, man it was so nice having Kirk Herbstreit on the call and, but it was just so devastating knowing that like all of his detailed analysis was on how Kentucky was messing up to leave Jalen Hyatt wide open um you had ugh. DeAndre Square gets hurt, Ty Agent gets hurt, and you basically your four elder statesmen, all of the people who are in charge of like getting everybody lined up and getting things rolling, they were all out. <laughs> like they, they they were all out. You you didn't have your most experienced guys out there. Um it uh it stunk. I and really the as Brad White said after the game, it's like we prepared for passing off all week and we just didn't do it. Like when the time came, we didn't execute. But even after all that, like you could, I could see giving up one of those, right? The one that killed me, the one that really frustrated me was on their long scoring drive, their second one, when it was they get a stop on third down and then Tennessee runs hurry up on fourth down and quarterback sneaks it. It's, Stoops, call timeout. Like oh, that, that was. You would have you would have fit in well at the drinking establishment I was at Saturday night with that sentiment. Uh, you had people just people not even at our table, like the other side of the bar. You could hear like scream, "Call a timeout!" I, I think, I, but people at our table, especially, was just like, "If you're this disorganized and like you're 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 needing stops so badly, it's so important to try to get Tennessee off the field." Yes, use your timeouts. They're not going to be more valuable later in that half. Or if the game's a blowout, like, you know, you, who cares at that point? So, yes, I agree 
with uh, with that sentiment. Well, and I just don't know why. Like, did they really think Tennessee was going to punt on fourth and one? Even if they weren't, like that, that's the part that just I. There was a lot of aspects of that game that were frustrating. The I could see getting beat by this Tennessee football team. And I think every normal person, every rational thinker, as much as we wanted to believe that Kentucky could beat this Tennessee team, they needed to play perfectly, but they could do it, right? It was a it was a long shot, but they could do it. This Tennessee team is better. They have uh, a kid. Their quarterback is going to be in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. I don't know if he's going to win it. He's going to be there. They have the best offense in the country by a long shot. They're a very good football team right now. But you did not expect Kentucky to play this disorganized, this sloppy, this undisciplined to where they're just they're getting free runs at touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're committing red zone turnovers. Like, simple stuff. Like simple yeah. stuff. Like, hey, uh, if you're going to only have one safety out to this side of the field, like all they had to do was have one guy go with the post route and then the other guy just do a go route down the sideline. We know how much Tennessee loves to keep their wide receivers so wide out there. If you only had one safety and you have two guys going deep, uh, I don't know, going to probably be in some trouble. So when they take the post route away, guess which one's open? And I hate being the one to bring this one up too. And I don't know which safety it was, but he was in a bad spot. Like he, I mean, there was nothing he could do there. Uh, happened multiple times too. But if he goes with the go route, guess what? The the post route's going to be pretty pretty wide open. Uh, that was incredibly frustrating. It's almost like you had a bye week. You had a bye week. What what was that? That was really that was. Yeah, it was. I think it was the South Carolina bad. game was like as bad as a UK football watching experience I've ever had, with at least some minimal expectations at the Krogue. And of course, I wasn't in Knoxville on Saturday, but at least, in, I think, in terms of an anticipated big game matchup, that is by far the most underwhelming performance from a UK football team, probably in the history of the program. Like in terms of like Kentucky's had worse blowouts, obviously, and I mean this was really bad. It was really bad, even in the context of having worse teams get blown out by worse. But this was Roush. I mean, we talked about it all week last week. Uh, I guess you on Friday. But Scoots and I talked about it all week last week. It's like this is a huge opportunity for Kentucky. This is a chance for Stoops to get his best win under his belt. But even then, it's a chance on a big stage. ESPN's bringing their A team, as you already alluded to earlier in today's show. And you just – like if, if you're trying to, to – erase the perception nationally of quote-unquote old UK football, and I get so sick of talking about that stuff, but there is some truth to it, at least from a national perspective. Well, that you just did what everybody kind of expected you to do, get blown out on national television. So that's really bad. I'm disappointed. You can make it up by, you know, making that Georgia game what we, what we thought the Tennessee game would be. Uh, you can make it up by winning out the rest of the season, obviously. It's not that I'm throwing away the rest of the year, Roush, but – Right, right. That was a big opportunity, and, and they just completely and utterly pooped the bed. It was as bad as a, a game as Stoops, I think, has had at UK. Yeah, it, and I, I think that is important to note, too. You know, the season isn't over. It's, Correct. Like, that, there, there is it, – it, <laughs> I, I will say that there was, like, very much a uh, – I don't know if you saw any of the post-game interviews. Did you hear Kyle's uh, question for Will Levis? 
No, I did not. Um, um, I might have game, to. I, I didn't hear it. Do we want to get the audio pulled up and do? Actually, it we do because it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty cutthroat. Um, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, 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 we can pull that up during the break. Um, but I, I, I just I, the 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 geist of it, if you will, a lot of it is just hey, you you, you thought this was going to be you, right? Going into the season, we thought Kentucky would be the team that was on the rise, prepared to knock off Georgia. And instead, the shoe's on the other foot, and you've had, I mean, Halloween, the month of October was just so unkind. Terrible October. Terrible, terrible October. Whereas last year, it was kind of the opposite, right? Where October, even though you did have a couple of losses, like, yeah, that, that that's where things sort of turning up with those Florida and LSU wins. So, it... um. It's been rough. It's been rough. It's been tough. But you can still have an eight and four season. You can finish it by beating a rival who's now has hope once again. That spread's going to be close. That's going to be beautiful to see. Um, but that they, they eight and four beating your rival, going and playing Tampa. There's no shame in that, especially knowing that that's right where Vegas had him going into this year. I think it's going to be a push for most win total betters. And you've only done that. I think this will be just the fifth time in school history, or excuse me, fifth time since World War II, or not World War II, excuse me, Bear Bryant was on the sideline. There we go. There's the stat I was looking for. You haven't done that much as a Kentucky football program. you got to feel pretty good about it, even though it's not as great of a season as you thought it in the season. I think it's okay um, to move the goalposts to say, you know what, Kentucky didn't make the SEC championship game this year, but I can still be satisfied as a Kentucky fan because Kentucky's never made the SEC championship game. Those were very high, lofty expectations. Well, and again, to if you want to do the move the goalpost thing, uh, there there will be no spinning for the rest of history when people dive into the 2022 UK football season. Uh, they should always look at that October and say that was disappointing. Like that that was disappointing. Uh, the the maybe your expectations have changed. Maybe they haven't. I totally agree with Roush though that there still is a lot to play for, and I do think you can send a pretty big message that in a quote-unquote disappointing year that, again, quote-unquote, didn't meet expectations. I'm using the quotes because maybe your perspectives of the season were different. I, I can't speak directly to you, but uh, collectively, I think a lot of people thought this season was going to go in a little bit of a different direction. But I think it sent a really powerful message that in a year that UK takes a step back, they still win eight or nine games. They, You know, that that, that would be... In a lot of seasons for UK football, it almost would be a dream season. If that's considered a step back season, then I do think we it's our an, another sign of confirmation that the program has taken some steps forward. But then you get stuff like Saturday where you say, but not as far forward as we would like. And I also do wonder, you know, if Kentucky can finish the season strong, you still beat Louisville, you win your bowl game, you have a lot of still more fun moments to go on the season. I do wonder if we could look back and say, well, the SEC East did have two college football playoff teams. That that's something that you know changed things for Kentucky. We thought UK was going to be really, really good. We thought it was going to be a fun season for Kentucky. Maybe we were a little bit wrong about that, but also things were a little bit tougher on the schedule than than we would have anticipated. We knew Georgia was going to be really good. We knew Tennessee was going to be solid, not that good. Uh, but that is you know that's something to that is something to consider that Kentucky in the SEC East could have two college football playoff teams. And this game in Athens this upcoming week, Roush, is, is colossal. And, 
hats off to Tennessee. We hate doing it. They're the worst of the worst, yeah. but they are a damn good football team. They're really well coached. That was a, another big game for them. I mean, they've played almost exclusively in big games this season, and they haven't slipped up. They haven't taken their foot off the gas. Uh, I think, unfortunately, Kentucky made it a little bit too easy for them. But with Georgia looming, we were all hoping maybe, just maybe, they'd look ahead ever so slightly. Not the case. They were, just as they were against Alabama, they were locked in, ready to go. And that was was a beatdown. So we don't like those. That wasn't fun. But credit where credit's due. Tennessee is a really, really good football team this year. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Whew, bad. It was rough. It was tough. Uh, Scoots, I don't know if you can, if we'll be able to hear the clip or not, but I did send it over to you. Okay. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't think you'd be able to hear it, but we'll we can try during the break. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, how about we we can get to our break. Uh, even if we can't hear it, you can hear it, uh, and you can text into the Thorns text on five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Start your Halloween. On the right foot by checking out our friends at Thornton's. Download the yeah. refreshing rule. There you go. Um, no treats. Sweet- yeah, just treats. Am I right? Uh, hey, woo All right. Yeah, no tricks, just treats at Thornton's. And no, well, we can have tricks on the Thornton's text line. And we can have treats. So whatever you want on the Thornton's text line. But inside of Thornton's, shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. It's nothing but a good time. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We'll talk some basketball. We'll keep talking football. We'll get to the Thornton's text mm, line. We'll laugh a little. We will be doing plenty of that. We'll be right back. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flag. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were heavy. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 97.1 FM, 1550 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your spooky 1031, last day of October, Halloween, spooktacular Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big X. Now, interesting there enough, Scoots, we could hear the music until until something switched and then it was off. When I raised my hand, the music stopped. But we haven't been able to hear music. Weird. Whoa, spooky. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we're getting a little, uh, you know, I don't know if we need Scooby here to help solve the mystery, but I feel like that's a a clue into what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Because it didn't didn't play from the beginning, though. It just started, like, about three or four seconds in. Yeah, well, again. It's a, it's a, we get a little crumble to our mystery. Maybe we'll figure this out on mm-hmm. Halloween. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be awesome. You know, what's not scary is the Powerball being one billion dollars. Ooh, it's scary that we didn't win it. Well, no, it's it's coming back around though, even bigger, yeah. more money True. for us this time around. True. One billion. That's pretty awesome. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of guacamole. Uh, Scooch, mute the other account, please. Sorry. Scooch, did you get some golf in this weekend? 
I didn't. Uh, well, I golfed on Thursday, but I already told you all that. No, I didn't golf this weekend. I thought you may nope. want to get back out there after the accident on Thursday. Yeah, no kidding. You ain't lying. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, speaking of things over the weekend, St. X dominated Bowling Green. That was great. How about that male manual score, though? Wow. That was that was shocking. Um, I, I had to text the boss man and say, "What the hell? Like, how 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 do you do that? They're your best you- team in a long time, and they go and lay an egg to male." Um, what do you have to What do you have to say about it? Uh, a lot of turnovers. They still were playing their freshman quarterback, and he's like, "We we just aren't that good against the pass." And they had a the one kid, uh, Gainey, is that his name? Had a couple touchdowns, really, really burnt him in the past game. So, um, big win for the male Bulldogs that shove it to their rival, um, who I believe is going to be eight and two to finish the regular season. They were looking like one of the better teams in six A, and then just kind of in with a dud. They should be getting their quarterback back for the playoffs. So, that'll be good. Somebody texted in. What, what do the what? What does that do for the district playoffs, or how is that going to shake out? Who's going to get hosed by having to play hard teams earlier on? Uh, I have a tough – even when I knew how the KHSAA playoff format worked, like probably back in 2009, um, even then, like, it was super confusing. And now it's still super confusing, but it changes every year too. So I I have no idea how it works. They also reseed down the road, and that's really annoying. Like They reseed now? Oh yeah, they do it for the last. I think for the at least the final four, they definitely do. They might even do it the week before as well. Might be the last I'm, three games they reseed based on RPI. Which, I'm a I'm a fan of reseeding based on RPI. I don't know that that certainly seems a little subjective because like you know how how up to date is the KHSAA RPI system? But um, I've got no idea. But oh okay, just to make it even more confusing, they're going to reseed. Well, it's good, 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 good. Well, somebody let me know if you know, because I have no idea. Um, I knew that I, I thought that game mattered for something besides just obviously the rivalry aspect of it. But I thought it meant like some some big time playoff implications. But again, could be wrong uh, about that. No clue. And what else? We had something else over the weekend, not necessarily UK U of L related that I wanted to bring up. Uh, but now I've blanked on what it was. Uh, yeah, uh, it happens. It'll okay. come back to me. Good yeah. World Series games, which I was not anticipating. Uh, that game on Friday, first off, at the party, it was kind of funny. We were just, uh, we had it on just because it is the World Series. Although it was, I was talking with my stepdad and I was like, who's obviously, you know, older and he's a huge, or he used to be a huge baseball fan, not as much anymore, but. I was like, back in the day, I would imagine the start of the World Series was like a huge deal. And he was like, oh, yeah, people would talk about it for like days on end. Like, World Series starts on Thursday. World Series starts on Thursday. And I I was like, well, it starts tonight, and I don't even know what channel it's on. Like, I think it's on Fox, but, you know, like nobody's talked about it. It's such a different time when it comes to baseball in our country. But we had it on at the party, and people also were talking like, when was the last time you watched a start-to-finish baseball team, a game that didn't involve your team? And some people were like, the World Series with the Cubs. Other people couldn't remember the last time they did. I, I don't know when it was for me. Just like start-to-finish, actually watched the entire baseball game. Um, but we watched a good chunk of that game. And again, huge comeback, Scoots. I don't know if you watched it on Friday night. I did not. No, I was 
all my attention is focused on today because we've got a sports equinox today. So I, I, I paid attention to the game, so I knew which way to bet when it comes to my baseball portion of the parlay today. But yeah, I didn't didn't really watch it. Dude, a nice little sports equinox. What what did you keep calling it? A sport a sports solstice? Sports solstice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? The the alliteration does roll off the tongue a little bit better. Do you have yeah. your Sports solstice bet ready? Have you have you have you made your wager yet? No, I haven't delved into it quite yet, but uh, I will here shortly. And if you all want in, I'll let you know. I know what I was gonna ask. I, I know what I was gonna ask both of you all. But I know what I was gonna ask both. Of. Did you watch the Jake Paul fight, Scoots? No, hell no. I thought it'd be hell. up your alley. No, I'm a I'm a UFC guy. I'm not a boxing guy, especially when Jake Paul's involved. No, for, no thanks. First of all, boxing is so much better than UFC. Disagree. No. You'll never, you'll never turn me on that ever. Boxing is super classic, traditional. Goes back. I get, I get that. I mean, theoretically, I guess people beating each other to the brink of death is also classic. That we've been doing that for it's thousands true. of years yeah, yeah. as well. But uh, all right, I was wondering if you did. And then Roush, what I was going to bring up to you, Breeder Cup week, baby. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to be fired up for that. Uh, the only, the only thing that is kind of a bummer is that where I'll be able to devote most of my attention to on Friday. It's the hardest day to figure it out. Friday's Future Stars Friday. Um, so I, I'll be able to pay a lot of attention, but betting two-year-olds is tough. They're just aren't well-raced. I don't know the horses like I do that will be running on Saturday. Um, but Saturday, it's uh, it's kind of like Super Horse Flight Line. And can anybody, does anybody have a chance of taking them down? So, uh for the longest time, I thought Epicenter was going to be the best three-year-old. But Flightline's you know, a late bloomer. Uh, him versus life is good. Should be fun. The Dirt Mile, a lot of fun. I hope uh, hope Brad Cox does the right thing and says, Cyberknife, let's just uh, let's not try to test you against Flightline. Let's just go win a couple million dollars in this other race. Oh, so you're saying chicken out. Yeah, that, I don't think Cyberknife's beating, beating Flightline. You don't know unless you try, though. That's what I always say. Uh, well, or you could just make $2 million in another race. Yeah. Or a million. Or I, it's it's a lot, lots of millions. Lots of millions going on. I love that you're, you're worried about your good friend Brad's financial well-being. You know, just looking out for him. <laughs> just get about 10% to the big guy. Don't remember it, it, that. And mostly, it's for me, because if he runs in the dirt mile, I will bet on him. And if he wins, uh, then I win. But if he runs in the classic, I, I was like, oh, I can't really. Point. Good point. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, I think the drawing is today, and, and and Calipari's doing it. Oh, nice, nice. That'll be cool. I think, um, he, did, I think he did it last time they were here too. But I had uh, friends uh, won past performances, so maybe we're just waiting for the draw to get there. That's what it is. So come on, draw those horses, baby. Would you would you bet a large chunk of money that Damon Thayer will be at the drawing? Oh, it's like one to nine odds. It's the shortest <laughs> odds possible. He, he will be there. This is why we don't have sports gambling, folks, is all these nice Republicans are just going to get the red carpet treatment this weekend. It's just they're going to be front and center. They're going to be having a hoot. They're going to be loving every second of them. Not all of them, but uh, the ones, unfortunately, I think that kind of pull the strings are going to be the ones that are going to be reaping the benefits this week. But that is exciting. Breeder Cup, really cool event. Awesome when they're able to go to Keeneland. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later on as the show goes on. But uh, also, didn't Keeneland just have like a historically wild 
fall meet in terms of payouts, uh, some of the upsets. I, I was betting it every now and then and was surprised by some of the outcomes, but I uh, hope everybody had a good time. I was able to go out there, and, and then you get one extra weekend for the Breeders' Cup. It's tough, man. It's tough when at Keeneland, but you know who was the uh, winningest trainer and jockey at Keeneland in the fall meet? Who's that, Roush? Brad Cox and Lisa is. Okay. Yeah, just you might you might want to know. I really wanted to go to Churchill yesterday. They had some Halloween uh, kids' day thing planned, but it was just awful. Uh, you know, awful well, weather yeah, yesterday. Yeah, the weather was kind of nasty. Oh, of hopefully, it's a little bit nicer tonight for uh, trick or treat. It sounds like you, you're gonna have a chance of getting kind of rained on, but it would, but it won't be. It won't last long. If it does right. rain, it's gonna be quick. Oh yeah, I'm hoping that's also. But we we this so this is actually Roush. I'll get your father. I'll get some advice from you on this. Um, we've got an incredibly annoying dog, um, just one of the worst. I would imagine. I love him, but he's one of the most annoying dogs in the world. This will be the first year. Like I think last year, Halloween, Lucy was awake just because you know they sleep four hours, then they're like awake four hours. Yeah. So. Uh, it wasn't as big of a deal, like going and oh, I think we even like opened the door holding her, and like you know, the kids would like seeing the baby and whatnot. This year she'll be asleep, you know, around seven seven thirty. We normally have trick or treaters up until nine. What we we don't, you know, if anybody knocks on the door, or rings the doorbell, the dog's going to go bonkers. What do we do? Um, there's a couple options here. Um... First off, will the dog go bonkers regardless? Like if you're outside, if you're just outside hanging out for that duration, it, will the dog just be going nuts? If we are outside with him, no. If he is inside and he's watching us through the window outside, oh yeah, it'll be bonkers city. Uh, we'll probably put him away. And we had like we've got we he hardly. That's what we were talking about. He probably goes so crazy because this dog. When we got him, I worked from home for rivals in KSR. So like I raised him working from home and then Hannah worked at home from the pandemic. So this dog just has probably separation anxiety out the wazoo. That being said, so we, we got a little cage hardly ever goes in it, but we'll put him in it. Hopefully that'll keep him away. But even then we still wouldn't want, you know, people knocking on the door. It, one would make him fire him back up. Even if he, if he did hear it, which I think, I don't know if he would or wouldn't, who knows. Um, so I don't know. I, let's assume the dog is out of the picture, but we still don't want people knocking on the door. And we can't do the bucket thing because then kids just, you know, the, the, the you'll have a little Nick Roush come up to the bucket mm-hmm. and it's take true. the whole thing. Yep. Um, I think you, what you, you've you admitted do. To that. You've admitted to that. And the statute of limitations actually isn't up on that. So, Justin, can we bring in the police mm-hmm. officer? Yep. Lock him up. I'll set one up. Book him. Uh, I, I think you should just get a couple cold beers and sit on your front porch and hand out candy. Because I will say in my, my parents' neighborhood, which is like somehow the it, – it, it kind of always was the case, but it's the trick-or-treating capital of the South End. They're shipping in kids by the busload. It's it's crazy out there. Most people are just outside for the duration of their trick-or-treating, and they kind of just take, take, take the knocking on the door out of the equation. They're just hanging out. Uh, in the driveway, maybe grilling out, maybe got a fire in a fire pit burning. Um, maybe, maybe that's part of it, Teach. You just you just get a lawn chair and you just hang out and, and enjoy uh, an evening with uh, some some cold space dust. 
Or you can be a real curmudgeon and just shut the light off when Lucy goes to bed. Oh, I yep. tell you, nobody's home. Yeah, yeah, you can do well, that. Well, yeah. we have we have a ton of decorations, Scoots. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're handing out. But if your light's off, you're not handing out candy, so people know that. If decorations are not, they had Jude Redfield wear the green suit today, Roush, and he's dressed yep. up as a bat. Just a real, real huge. And he's real, done a lot of them. And they even yeah. have uh, his his little name on the show is Bat Boy uh, Redfield. They also had him, his face on like the edge of a Top Gun plane. They're really going all out with the green screen stuff. Today. New stations on Halloween or, you know, just holidays, but probably Halloween more than the rest of them because other holidays they'll take off. But uh, just just good, clean fun, you know, good, clean fun, which is what that U L exhibition game yesterday was. Sheesh. Gee. And I know we need to play this, uh, this, this Levis audio. But that segue was too good to not take it. So now, unfortunately, we'll have to talk U of L for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. They're uh, they're very bad. Uh, turns out, hard to score points when you don't have guards. Weird. Or just good players, even. Yeah, yeah, good players. That 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 would be that would be it too. Uh, Boy, they I had to pull up their roster on my phone just because, one, they don't have the names on the back of their jerseys, which is kind of weird. Uh, maybe those are just like special exhibition crappy jerseys. Uh, but, yeah, that was hard. Uh, but I had to pull it up on my phone. But, man, they are terrible. Not only is, like, losing to Lenore Ryan. Is that it? Yeah. Not only is that just bad. I mean, that's horrible. But, what, they had 46 points? Yep, 46 points. It was, uh, no, uh, 47. They lost by 10. Not, and, even and not only did they not lose not by 10. Breaking 50. To a team that was 10 and 18 a year ago. A, D2. They weren't even a good D2 team. Huh. We the knew. only player to score in double figures was Jalen Weathers. He had 20 and 10. Yeah, and they they were having... They're having just major issues really everywhere. They they as you would imagine, with the lack of guards, they're having trouble dribbling the ball. Uh one thing that I think is underrated when you have guard issues and sometimes okay, let's take it easy, Lucy. Yeah. She pulled out the headset. So <laughs> we're back. But one thing that you take for granted when you have guards is also in like post injuries. You know, they were excited about Brandley, Hunley, Hatfield. And they couldn't even really find good ways to get him the ball or at least get him ball in a good position. I hate saying it. Sidney Curry's just not a great player. And the fact that they're having to rely on him is an issue. And another thing, they have a shortage of guards. But L- Ellis is also like he should be a bench player on any decent team. And he is like their lone sole guard. Zan Payne was playing a lot. And I think every UK fan likes that kid. And I think every UK fan likes Kenny Payne. And not necessarily, I think, is wishing him well or wanting him to kill it, but also think they want him to succeed because they like the guy. Uh, it's kind of that interesting balance there. But when you're having Zan Payne have to go out there and play meaningful minutes, that's not good. That's nope. just, it's, not, it's not good. So it's, it's going to be one of really 13 long. to start the second half. It's going to be a really long Gosh, that's horrible. It's going to be a really long season. Scoots, how are you feeling about that? I am loving it. Yeah. I and that yesterday couldn't have gone any better for me cuz I knew Louisville was going to stink, but I didn't think lose to Lenore Ryan stink. Like if they can't beat Lenore Ryan, 
How the hell are they going to beat the Syracuses, the Virginia Techs, the Virginias of the world? They're not. I'm feeling great. If you if they are capable of looking that bad against a D2 team that stunk, and I think Mike Rutherford of the Mike Rutherford Show on Big X Sports Radio 3-6 to six said that their two top scorers from that team were not playing in the exhibition game. It, it does make you say, like, who yeah, on their schedule true. can they be? Like, who? You know, which team would it be? I don't know who it is. I'm just hopeful for a repeat of 2008 Indiana. I'd love to see him go like 6 and 25, and my bet is never in question. That's what I want to see. Because I heard they got you a little, by the way, also, those poor audio problems on Friday, Scoots. Audio problems. Yeah, during the Rutherford show. Oh my gosh! Yes, she we. It was brutal. Man. Brutal. <laughs> it was like a you know it was like a big show, obviously, and and that was the issues. You all have like thirty minutes where everything would be all right, and then you'd have forty five minutes where like every thirty seconds it, it'd skip and break up. Yeah, that that was hands down my most frustrating moment in radio. Absolutely. Was it just the connection from doing it remotely? I don't know. So one of the other producers at the station thinks there's a short in the pod where the Comrex comes through, but Matt Dennison comes through that same pod. He didn't have any issues. Spears didn't have any issues during his game on Friday. So I'm not really sure because they all come through the same place. You think that other producer was just making a short joke potentially and it went over your head? Oh, maybe. you never know but yeah yeah anyways he was saying that they also didn't have their top two scores which oh boy that's really that's really rough yeah but everybody that's gonna be that's good anytime eastern michigan wins or loses this season anytime uofl wins or loses it's added a really fun caveat to this college basketball season and i think we need to have our producers bet their monthly salary more often (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> annual salaries more like it but all right uh do we want to play this audio clip real quick or do we just want to go to our number two uh maybe we can play it and just give texter something to marinate on during the daily double all right you guys marinate on this scooter go ahead and play that and take us to a break please Okay. Well, there's a bunch of things that haven't kind of gone as as you guys imagined. It, the way Tennessee has this thing rolling, does it feel in some ways like you're kind of watching somebody else have the, the season you imagined this was going to be for you? Um, no, I mean, I don't really care. I'm just going to take it one game at a time and um, keep having the best season that we possibly can. And it sucks that it's not playing out the way that we – uh, had wanted it to, and props to Tennessee. They're a great team, and uh, hope they uh, continue to go and keep playing good football. When you get in a situation like that where you, you fall behind against a team that's a half-hour team, do you have a tendency to make try to force some throws, trying to catch up? I think that one, that second interception was really the only throw that I forced, and yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely not a throw that I make if the game is any closer, and could have missed, could have targeted a little better um but that was the only throw i last throw in my progression there on third and ten and just trying to make a play and it happens but when i got home and laid down to sleep that began the nightmare on my street
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Halloween edition of Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Call. Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. We don't know where Nick Roush has gone. It's a mystery. No, he's probably dealing with his his children, and that's that's okay. Uh, he'll join us when he can sign back on. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450 we've got a fun second hour plan for you because there's a lot more sports to talk about and uh, presumably a pretty upset Thornton's text line to get through as well which we'll have to be quick to go through uh, we have a basketball game from the cats that we have not discussed which was provided I certainly think mixed feelings and, and mixed emotions uh, so we'll get to that this hour Scooter, what's your Halloween plans, first and foremost? I'm going to work, actually. Oh. That's it. That's, that's all the plans. What's the hotel like on a, on a Halloween evening? That's a great question. I don't know. I, I hope we get a bunch of like guests that are coming in and out in costume, like going out to have a good time, but I doubt it. It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty business-oriented hotel. Yeah, and it's a Monday night. Yeah. It's going to be kind of rainy, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably it's probably going to be a slow night for you. Probably so. Maybe something spooky will happen, though. Ooh. I hope not. I. Yeah. Uh, what do you have planned? Uh, trick-or-treating. At, we'll, we'll probably hit up a few houses early um, by our house and then go over to my parents where, like I said, it's kind of the trick-or-treating capital. My friends actually just moved down the street from my parents so and that's where duke's best friend is so well we'll hang out there my mom's got some chili uh gonna be ready so i'm excited because uh kentucky football typically i'm busy covering bad losses and i miss all the halloween fun i I actually wanted to get in some of the halloween fun friday night and we did uh I was just, I, I fell asleep at like eight, maybe. I mean, it was one of those where it's like, all right, let's just, we, we've got to get to bed because dad is whooped. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it was about Friday that had me so whooped, but it was like, I had to sleep as much as I possibly could to get ready for uh, getting my teeth kicked in by that stupid Tennessee game Saturday night. So I, I, I'm not, I'm a little behind on my Halloween activities, but at least uh, tonight I'll be able to get some of that back. Well, good. You tell Francis, unless he walks up there, knocks on the door himself, he doesn't get in. He's got to earn it. Yeah, yeah. No no easy way out, bud, right? We're, we're doing things the good old-fashioned way. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. You give the baby some candy, okay? <laughs> I'll make sure to give him lots of uh, lots of lollipops, uh, gummy bears. You want a uh, laffy taffy, little Francis? Yeah. yeah. I've, heard star- I've heard kids love Starbursts. They do love Starbursts. <laughs> I... In- Man, it just it's gonna irk me having to eat all this sugary candy. I like the chocolate stuff. That's what my kid can eat though. So it's I do I do uh it is fun like Lucy now being over a year and us being, you know, able to really kind of give her any food that we want, but just letting her try some different stuff every now and then. Like 
I don't, I don't know. I think we gave her like a little piece of a cookie the other day and it was, I, I think the first time she's ever had a cookie. It, it's good, good stuff. Fun stuff. Oh, their face uh, just lights up. Yeah. Obviously yeah. you're, you're ways away from that with Francis, but you got to, you got to do it with Duke and then, so great. and then it's still like, you know, even with Duke, I'm sure he still has first, you know, for like food and stuff. So you still get some fun reactionary. <laughs> he did it, um, at the boo at the zoo where, um, they kept him and his friend, they kept trying to open their candy as soon as they got it. And they were really quick on the double bubble gum. And I look over and he's just like, he has this look of disgust because he's chewing up this bubble gum, but it's not getting any easier to swallow. No, 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 no. We don't eat this. We don't eat this. Spit this out. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, now our fun buddy Jude has, uh, put his head on a oh they're doing flashbacks of everything he's done and his head on a plate and he was a skeleton one time what a guy yeah what a guy he's a character he's Which, a character. Uh, before we we get back into the the nuts and bolts on the thornton's text line i did just to just go back to the the question that kyle tucker had uh that clip it's a little bit over the top and levis is just like uh god what kind of question you really you're make me answer this right here uh, because he's obviously deflated. Really, the the biggest disappointing part of the season is that this Tennessee defense was not world beaters. You should have been able to score points against them, and you only got six. You turned it over, and you turned it over, and you turned it over again. Will Levis played poorly, but some of it too. I'm I'm putting a lot of it. I'm putting on the offensive coordinator. No matter what the ultimate results of the season are, TJ. There's going to be a lot of what ifs. Like, what if Liam Cohen stuck around? Or what if they had that offensive line from last year? No matter what happens, you're going to feel like you left some all time skill talent on the. You, you left something on the table when you had all these great pieces with Chris Rodriguez, Will Levis, first round quarterback, top five running back in school history, and a, a lot of stars at wide receiver. You, you just you left it out on the table. This yeah. offense should be better. <laughs> it just yeah. should. How are they only scoring like ten points against SEC teams? Well said. It's uh, it's all it, it is a what if. You almost w- wish you could kind of combine the years somehow. You wish maybe you could have Dane Key a year earlier, Barry and Brown mix them with Wandale uh, and Liam Cohen in that offensive line. You wish you could also have a year older, more experienced Will Levis with all those pieces as well. You just couldn't really. It, it didn't work out. Um, hasn't worked out still still you know you upset georgia you can still you beat the absolutes not out of louisville it can still be a fun season but while i i got kyle's line of thinking like what did you know you're kind of putting levis in a corner there like what do you want him to say like yeah i wish we were number three in the country uh, averaging 50 points a game that yes like oh you know, it's a tough spot for him. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough spot for him. But uh, I will at least commend the play of the tight ends. I thought Josh Caddis was just mauling dudes. He he had a couple blocks on that scoring drive that were outstanding. Uh, I thought the tight ends played pretty pretty decent. Jordan Dingle, when he – it's his, his juke is like the slowest juke in the history of jukes. But yet it works. It's so fascinating to watch. It feels like he's juking people in slow motion. 
Yeah, then that drive was so good. And, and there was, a, you know, there's again, there's times where they seemed like the offense had momentum. And uh, I'm so done with special teams, Roush. Goodness gracious. I mean, that's how can you not? How can you not just kick a freaking extra point? Like middle school teams are doing that, and you can't get the snap it, block, hold, kick. It's not a difficult concept. It's really like that's you know that 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 falls back on Stoops at the end. like and I and I and, it, and it's not like he can go out there and do it himself. All the football cliches you want to say, but like you've just when it's been such an issue, you've got to at some point oversee it and make sure that it's not going to be an issue anymore. And then, Yet here we are, and it continues to be an issue. So it, it's got to fall back, unfortunately, on the head coach. On the punt, they, they they should have had another punt block. They just didn't block somebody. Like what? Oh my gosh! And 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 the reason oh. I mean, the worst the worst part of it all is like you actually have a pretty damn good defense, and you made them you gave Tennessee the ball five times in Kentucky territory. What are they supposed to do with that? Yep. The offense wasn't even getting first downs, and the punt team wasn't even flipping the field. They were doing absolutely nothing. It was. It and was I'll say bad. that too, like. Even you know we we ripped some of those breakdowns in hour number one, but that's that wasn't on the players. Like they can't cover two wide open guys. They just they can't physically do it. So I think it falls back on the position that they were put in. I agree with you that despite like what the scoreboard, <laughs> excuse me, despite what the scoreboard said, I thought it was a pretty good defensive performance. They had a lot of one on one open tackles, which is how you have you have to yeah. do that to Tennessee. And they more times than not made those plays, made those tackles. Yes, again, they got burnt on a few that were frustrating, but great point about where they were getting the ball as well. They were they were put in some really tough spots. Yeah, and it also didn't help. Tennessee's punter was freaking on one. That just that just sucks. I just hate seeing Tennessee be this good. It's it's really really frustrating. Yeah, somebody it, take somebody take hot NFL. Wouldn't you love this style? Hypel can do it all. Go, yeah, I, go I heard it. somebody last week too. They were like, "Well, why don't they do it in the NFL?" And it's like, "Well, because the cornerbacks are good. They'll just cover them. They just play man. Like that's it's, yeah, that, that that's why <laughs> you can't get away with that." You know, like again, we love Stoops. We love the the spot UK's defense has been in the last several seasons. Um, they just worked them. You know, they were open. They they put the defense in tough spots where you just had to kind of pick your poison. Uh, that's too many nice things are being said about Tennessee, but un, unfairly, or, or it'd be unfair not to because they're they're really good. And also, while we're doing this, and it's gross, but uh, shout out to U of L. I was dead wrong about that game. That was one of the funniest third quarters I've ever seen. What has Scott court. Satterfield done to Dave Clawson? Like he shout he's, out to U of L football. That was a huge win. Geez. I mean, this, like that. They are uh, they're playing good football. The defense is un unreal. I mean, anytime you force well six turnovers, I think they force. They had forced I think five on the season, and they got six in the game. And I think the majority of those were in the third quarter. Uh, that was that was quite the performance. Uh, there was nobody at the game, an embarrassing crowd. So we'll make fun of you there. But that U of L fans had a much more fun Saturday than Cats fans did. And that, that shouldn't be the case. So that was unfortunate. Yeah. And I, as much as I, I, I don't want to be that guy, but it is true. Like shout out to Scott for just winning enough games that like you can't get rid of him. 
it's uh, you lose to Boston College, but then you go and you beat a fraudulent tenth ranked Wake Forest team by a million points at home. And I'll and I'll say this: like I think it's I think it's funny, but like U of L fans are going to start getting a little chesty going into the UK game, and I don't I don't know when they I think Wake Forest I think I said last week that they were like a, a good team that may have been generous, uh, but I certainly didn't think that they were a great team. But it's still a top 10 win that they won by 1,000 in. And UK, we went into a game that we actually thought, like goobers, we thought we had a chance in, and we got absolutely shellacked. So they're going to get a little chesty, and it's going to be annoying, but uh, hopefully the Cavs will just beat them down again. Yeah, yeah. And right now, the the scariest stat you'll see on Halloween is that Kentucky and Louisville have the same record on, on the football field right now. Yeah. It's like, what? How is that possible? Uh, that is kind of crazy. But, hey, uh-huh. the, card, the cards are hot. Yep. But, gosh, I couldn't believe. I thought on Saturday, 3.30 game, beautiful weather, top 10 opponent coming to town. Their, their fans really are just done with Satterfield. Maybe if they, they beat Clemson, they'll, they'll get back on board or something. But it, yeah. it is wild, though, how much they're just like, if it's not – if we're not scoring 50 points a game and – it's all they're they're uh, they buy into hype and that's about it that's about yeah. it it's weird it's bizarre but man that flight deck that thing Whew. what do we think uh about that uk exhibition basketball game well first off i would if, well, for on a positive note um it was good to watch cj frederick make shots i think i was the one saying on this show like i'll believe it when i see it because i just never I'm just going to be really happy the first time I ever see C.J. Frederick on a basketball court making meaningful shots, and he did. He was out there lighting it up, so I, I love to see that. Did not love to see Xavier Wheeler get injured. Like, what the hell? What's going on? Yeah. Okay, yeah this, this injury report should not be this long this early in the season. On the one hand, during this exhibition game, I was getting frustrated because they were just hanging around, which I don't know. I I feel like if there's just one way you want Calipari not to give you a call back on these exhibition games is to play that type of style where you're just like, hey, we know that we're not going to beat you, but we're certainly not going to get blown out, um, which I, I get it. Like, if what else can you do? But I think Cal would probably want something maybe a little bit more up-tempo, although everybody after the game was saying, like, how, how – Oh, this was such a good. This was a great team to go against. This was a good style to go against. Uh, maybe, maybe so, but it's frustrating. I think for when you're t- trying to get a team to gel, where they're just going to leave everything over the top and let you shoot any, you know, any deep ball, they're going to leave you open for. But they're just going to ha- foul you or double team you if you take anything on the interior. Uh, so you didn't get a really great idea from the offense, but. You want him to like play hard, but you also don't want him to get injured. And then Jacob Toppin looked like he got hurt there for a little bit, but he ended up staying in the game. So that was good. Yeah, again, you hope it's nothing too serious with Wheeler. I, I don't know why Cal didn't play Onyenza and the Arrow more. And even like when both were on the floor, they were good pretty much you know, in their entirety. Maybe Onyenza had a Onyenza had a few mistakes or dropped the ball here or there, but goodness gracious, when you're blocking shots at that clip, 
how how do you not have that guy out there more? Yeah, and then the arrow is awesome. It's it really is. Uh, gosh, you you did you had some like you had some Anthony Davis flashbacks for a second at least on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and then Thiero, who was just such a star in the blue white game and didn't do anything wrong when I, when he was on the court, you know, he missed that one, three, but he made the other one. I don't know if he took another one. I don't have the box score in front of me, but, uh, still was just creating when he was on the floor, just like he did in the blue white game. I, 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 I don't know if I'm going too deep into my brain with conspiracy theories on Thiero, but just what I've heard just regard, like, you know, not that he was a problem in high school, but just somebody that was kind of vocal about wanting playing time and whatnot. Uh, I, I do wonder, and he, you know, Cal even had the quote, he said it in a joking manner that the arrow after the blue white game, how can you not play me? How can you not play me? Um, I, I do wonder if it's like a doghouse sort of deal, because how would you not have played him? He was good when he was in the game and you know, the offense wasn't exactly clicking you could make the case that it's an exhibition game. He was just wanting the starters to try to click, you know, let them gel as much as they could. But he played some folks that aren't probably going to be significant contributors throughout the game or throughout the season, I should say. And I think the arrow would fall under that umbrella as well. But uh, I don't know. I just thought those two things were weird. I, I would have played those guys a lot more in last night's game because when they were on the court, good things were happening. Yeah, yeah, and – I still don't know how much you're going to be able to use in Yenso, but man, yeah, that is an element you feel like you've been missing for a while. Just that really lengthy shot blocker who can just swat balls away at any given moment. So, oh, and I hate being mean, but like maybe it's also because I'm big on Ugana. But um, Lance, if that's your jump shot in like what year four, or if that's don't, your don't do it. Don't do it, but also like we just you can't you you can't play like you yeah you can't be out there because you don't bring enough to the he plays hard and we all like it and everybody loves Lance Ware Lance Ware but you can't you can't you're not good enough defensively you're not a good enough rebounder you're solid at those things and you do play hard but you don't do anything great I'd rather if we're gonna have somebody that is that shaky on their jumper, I'd rather, again, get the dude with the nine foot 10 wingspan that's going to block everything to Bolivia. So, and also let him develop because he's probably going to be your big guy next season. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know why Lance played as much in the exhibition game yesterday. I've, it's just an exhibition. It doesn't matter, but you could say that for. You, you can rationalize that for any roster lineup, right? TJ, you just answered your own question. He played that much because it was an exhibition game and it doesn't matter. But but for on that same side of the coin, then let's develop the future at that position. If if Oscar played, I don't think Lance sees the – I mean, he may see the floor for two or three minutes, but he doesn't play near as much as he did last night if Oscar's in. I'm just we're one exhibition game in and I'm already bothered by roster management. You know what though? I speaking of Oscar, that was my favorite part of the scrimmage was when he was on the mic with those guys. That was that was a real fun time. Yeah, it was uh, Oscar's the he, he's the best. He's the Although, man. Like, yeah. The, the game was obviously again, uh, Kentucky wasn't going to lose, but the game was still in the balance. And and Wheeler got hurt while he was on the mic as well. Yeah. Those are those are why wow, those are always kind of like yeah, but they definitely thought UK would probably have been up by thirty or thirty five by that point. 
But they played that team played hard. That team played hard. They did. Do you think who do you think wins? Missouri Western State or Lenore Ryan? Um Missouri Western State. Best dress yep, code. For sure. For yeah. sure. He was very, very animated. <laughs> he was fun to watch. Yeah, that was I Oh, I was a little disappointed with the Cats. You know, if you hold teams under 40, you're probably going to win a lot of games. So, on the, you know, that's good on one, on one side. And, you know, the interesting thing is how Cal talked about how the offense has been so much further ahead than the defense. But that was the style of play. But it comes back to, and that's the dog shaking, if you, anybody's wondering what sound that was. I've got a banana near me, and he just refuses to get away. The dog, <laughs> dog, the dog and I are not seeing eye to eye right now. Right now, no, there's some conflict. We some are conflict. looking eye to eye, but overall, in a in a more metaphorical way, we're, we just haven't really been seeing eye to eye lately. Uh, and now he's doing this. But I, I, I would have uh, defense was solid, offense not so much. Cal said it was going to be be the opposite, but it's that style of play. But anyways, what I was going to say is the fan aspect. Why can't you really control the tempo? I know it's tougher to speed up a game than it is to slow it down. So the advantage is on the team that wants to slow it down. But you really can force the issue if you want to. And it just seems like Cal never chooses to put it in that extra gear and do that. North Carolina does it. They always have and always probably will. But... Kentucky just Calipari teams. He always talks about wanting to play fast. We always seem to have the pieces to play fast. You just really never take. You, you, he never really presses the issue. Um, again, maybe it's an exhibition game. He doesn't care to do it in that regard. Let's learn to play slow. But that wasn't the prettiest offense. But it, hey, nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up. Get some players back healthy. And, and we, uh, we saw it look good in the Bahamas, and those teams were playing a more like man to man. Yeah, let's take our chances, go for some, some fun style. Yeah, exactly. You know, not just play four feet off. And I get it. Again, they the game was relatively close in the second half. That's all you could ask for. If you and then they you, John Hood did an interview where he was talking about we're this is a business trip. We're going in there to win. We're going to play as if we're trying to win. Um, and they did, and they did. And hats off to them. I, I don't think that you just need to go in there and automatically bow down and play Kentucky style. Uh, again, it's probably not how you're not going to get a call back, but um, they went in there and they, they played tough. So if anything, maybe a, a decent challenge for UK and just a physical college basketball game. How about Let's we, uh, yeah, well, we have plenty of texts in there. 502 1450 uh, first one up says Goodwin getting pushed back and letting the PAT get blocked. Special teams is trash. Didn't notice if it was Keontae or not, but if it was, come on, dude. No more kicking this year, please. I can't take it anymore. I like our chances with our QB and running back to go for two. I agree. Or just, you know, unfortunately concede and punt and ideally try to put them inside the 10 and actually give your defense a freaking break for one time in your life. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm done with kicking. I really am. Just go for two every time, and then go for it and and or punt. Done kicking. <sighs> These next two texts uh, go real well together. Complete ways to the best quarterback talent UK has had in 20 years. Another texture says Skangarella ain't it. 
I, I still weirdly am not out on Scangarello, and it's too, uh, too, out's probably not the right word, but, like, I, I still like the dude, but at some point, you know, six points, six points, that's, and, and you just look at Tennessee's offense, and you're like, well, wait a second, They're, they can do it, Kentucky certainly cannot do that, why, why is that, um, but you still see some creativity, and like we have talked about now multiple times, you see some momentum from the offense, but then it just stalls. Yeah, just big old. And Levis, and Levis was bad. Let's just call it what it is. He yeah, was he bad. was bad. Yeah, he was missing open guys. He was making bad decisions. He was holding the ball, holding on to the ball too long. Uh, he he was certainly not good. That was not his best performance by any by any. And that's disappointing. Big game. We thought he was going to step up. Uh, he did some, you know, till the end. He did some nice things in that old Miss game, which was a big game atmosphere. But that was that was a bummer. Big time, big time bummer. Uh, I mentioned it a few weeks back, and it wasn't mentioned on the show. Multiple people I know who religiously cheer for the Niners said we would regret hiring Rich. I guess a couple were more predictable screen passes, and maybe people will get to see it. But hey, at least we'll get the bench Clemson quarterback. <laughs> Uh, we don't have time to get into that again, but uh, that's disappointing to hear that 49ers fans predicted it. Another Speaking of the Niners, how awesome uh, Christian McCaffrey. Phew. Yeah. Turned did he up. end up ever run, did he end up rushing one in? Yeah, yeah. He threw for one, caught one, and ran for one. Perfect. Uh, yeah. man. That Can you name the last person that. who did that in a game? Oh Tomlinson. Damn it, Scoots. I That's a great game. Score. Wait, did you did you know that, Scoots? Did you hear him say it on the broadcast? I heard it. On, I heard it on my way in this morning. Damn it, Justin! Why'd you spoil it? He wasn't going to figure it out. No, there's no chance I would have gotten it right. Well, I, I think I, re- I actually remember the day it happened because I'm pretty sure he did it with the Jets and not the Chargers. It was 2005. Yeah, whoever uh, he was with then. LT was awesome though. But like, he he did that kind of stuff all the time. Man, what a guy. Uh, Texture says the only thing worse than that first half will be the text line Monday. Well, then what? Then what was that contribution to it? Uh, Robert <laughs> Robert says this is absolutely pathetic. A texter says this is why I couldn't listen to the show the last two weeks, guys. Oh, geez, I didn't want to get my hopes up. Sorry for being a bad KRC fan. This was another humbling game to where we truly are as a program. I like our future, but we had too much production to replace this season to be able to complete for an SEC championship. Well, you know, listen listen to the show. It's just, you know, it's just sports. <laughs> I just thought we had moved past getting blown out by programs we consider to be rivals. It's even more embarrassing that it's on prime time too. TJ was right when he said it months ago. We were looking back and seeing that we didn't properly replace the production we lost from last year's team. Yeah, TJ was right. He definitely didn't pick Kentucky to win on Saturday. <laughs> Well, and that's the other thing too. Um, if you look back in hindsight, there was more. There was a lot of people picking Kentucky to beat Tennessee on Friday. Uh, almost nobody was doing that in the preseason, because that's like when we have our wits most about us, and we're not caught up in the emotion. But yeah, it, yeah, and I did before the season. You know, I, I think I was the most pessimistic in records picked. I don't remember exactly what I came in at. I think you were at eight and four. But I, I did just think, like, one, the road games are hard. Winning at Tennessee, even if Tennessee's having a, a bad season, has been difficult for Kentucky, let alone when they're one of the top programs. 
I just thought it was a solid matchup for UK. And I still thought the defense probably played a good enough game to win, even with some of those mistakes. But the offense had to take advantage of what we all considered to be a average Tennessee defense. And they punked Kentucky. And that, that falls totally on UK's offense. They did not answer the call whatsoever. I thought they'd be up for the challenge and far from it. That was, that was, that was a total and complete stinker that both Roushes of our babies would be jealous of. Let's go to our last break. Okay, let's do it. We'll come back. We'll try to get through as much as the text line as we can. Got to be out at nine. Uh, won't get into any fun Halloween topics. What a what a what a bummer! But oh well. We'll be back. One final segment: Kentucky roll call here on Big Exports Radio. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Justin, it was great to see you there. <laughs> Figured that'd be easier than raising the hand. Well, and and I don't know if you all heard it, but we heard the beginning of that song, and then it cut off, so I didn't want to risk like raising my hand again. Oh, man, I thought we had it. No, again, I, I, we We're getting did. close. I, We're getting I, I did. close. I did hear it, and then, but that one that one cut off quicker than it did earlier. But the mystery continues with the sound. Not that any of our listeners care, but what they do care about is having stylish sunglasses. And you won't find better style for a better price with a better company than Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com. Promo code Big X. It's going to save you twenty five percent. And great company. 30-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked. If it's just not your style, if they didn't turn out the way you wanted, you send them back, easy peasy. Then they have the replacement payer promise, which they will just pay a small processing fee. Any order you get for any amount of time, as far as I'm concerned, you will be able to very easily, I've done it myself, go in, you just put in your confirmation order number, they replace the order for you. So if you lose them, you replace them, uh, or if you wink, wink, just want another pair, you can go ahead, get them replaced. No problem. It is uh, incredible. It's such a cool move that a company does. And they also help feed hungry folks in America, which is probably the best thing that they do. Some folks would say anytime that you order uh, anything with Shady Rays, they're helping feed folks across the country. All right. Let's get back into this text line. There's more we could talk about, but we'll keep uh, we'll keep trying to to roll on. Keep on rolling. Another text says, "I'm ready to move on from Skangarello and get someone that runs a non NFL offense and something that wins games." I don't know what his schemes are, but they aren't it. Uh, yeah, that 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 ain't gonna happen, Texture. Because um, <laughs> either like, you're just not. You've already had three coordinators in three years, so. If you're getting a fourth coordinator in four years, it's because you're having a new co- head coach. Like that—that's, I, 
it's kind of where we're at, right? Um, and the thing is, too, like, can the NFL scheme work big picture? Yeah, I just, I just do think there is something too. like maybe, maybe Cohen, it took him a while to find the right sweet spot um, at, for what's too complicated, it's dumbing things down, simplifying things. Maybe Rich hasn't thought of it yet, but some, some's just a little off right there. Some's just a little off. Yeah. I thought it was a little concerning when like you kept hearing people talk about, it. they just, they don't understand it. It's more complex. It's, it's like, okay, well then, you know, make it, then make it, make it make sense for them. Uh, and I don't, I don't really think the offensive line was such the issue on Saturday, believe it or not. They've, they've gotten a lot of blame for a lot of things this season. I don't think they were really the reason. They weren't amazing, but I don't think uh, – I think they, they played well enough. Right. Yeah, Will, Will did play just a bad – I mean, he was bad. I don't know what it was with him, but he was, he was bad. He was off. He's under, yeah. He was underthrowing go balls. Like, what, what the hell? A texter says, can we agree now that we haven't seen a first-round performance from Levis yet? No, we, we have. Oh, and, like, you don't have to be a good college quarterback to be an NFL quarterback. Like, I know that sounds so dumb to say, but Stanford's quarterback is going to get drafted. And they're terrible. They're so bad. Yeah. So bad. So, um, yeah, we, we, we've seen it. Uh, that um, the Mississippi State game had some of those throws. The that's in there. He's he's going to be a first round quarterback. Um, we did go over one. What is truly disheartening is that if this is the golden era of UK football, we are squandering opportunities. Think of the comparable programs around us: South Carolina, Mizzou, Miss State. All of them competed for a conference title and New Year's Six bowls. It feels like the window around UK is closed, and we are firmly planted into three or four best teams in the East. I will correct you there and say that Mississippi State never did compete in a conference championship. Um, they're one of the three or four SEC teams that is not Kentucky, Miss State, and Vandy. I think are the only three that have not played in the SEC championship. I guess Texas A and M too. Um, they they have not yet. Um, but and with the with anything in sports, to each their own. But like, I don't care that South Carolina played for a conference championship whenever they did, and I don't care that Missouri went back to back when they first joined the SEC. If Kentucky was the program they are now back then, it would have been Kentucky. Uh, but like that, that does nothing for me now. It does nothing for those programs now. I think a better point would be that South Carolina smacked you around, and it seems like their program has some momentum. Although, did they end up losing them as well? Oh, yeah, they got their teeth kicked in. They're yeah. frauds. That you called, that, that you sucked. That one. You called yeah. that one. Didn't yeah, you? that was that was one of my few good bets. I didn't. Week. I did not agree with you, but I had a horrible week. I don't even know if I. I don't even know if I hit a bet. Oh um, man, I had. I had Ohio State and Michigan both fail to cover by a combined one and a half points. Was, <laughs> those those were two tough losses. How does that? How do? How does? Um, how does I bought a hook. Um, it, so Ohio State, they had a late pick six to cover, um, and then they gave up a touchdown with like a minute left to blow that. And so I had them at minus 14. They won by 13. I had Michigan minus 22, and they lost by – or no, Michigan minus 23, they won by 22. So two points on both sides for a push. So it should have been two and a half or three total, and I would have – two points on yeah, – God, so close. I was just wondering how you lost two bets on a point and a half because that would be uh, impossible. 
Yeah, yeah. I bad math there. But on aggregate, I was one point off in each game from yeah. just yeah. yeah really tough. That is really tough. tough. That's uh, why they they build the the big buildings in the desert. And also like South Carolina, Missouri, they took advantage of Georgia, Florida, Tennessee stinking, and we did not. Um really the if you want to like lump that all in, it just that twenty eighteen team losing to Tennessee is really just the biggest like kicking the groin out of all of them. A texter says Mississippi State played in the SEC championship game in the Jackie Sherrill era. Ole Miss, AM, Vandy, UK are the only teams to not play in the title game. Oh, so they played in there in like ninety nine? Huh. With the texter is to be believed. Yeah, good okay, good call. Well, I got my Mississippi's mixed up, but it's uh, a it's a I think they, the, the the current texture was thinking of the DAC teams that was ranked number one and then kind of fell apart down the stretch. Um but to the greater the bigger point is that the teams like Mizzou, like you can have the one slip up to South Carolina and you can just say, Well, you didn't have Levis. Um you you can't you can't have that slip up to Missouri who's going to muck it up this weekend in Como. Sleepy, sleepy eleven AM local time start. Like this one can't get away from you. Oh yeah. Uh, this one is ginormous. For for different reasons, the Tennessee game was big. This one is really, really big, but almost more like a big and a there's a lot of pressure in this one. Pressure yeah. was more on Tennessee, but it was a big game for Kentucky, make no mistakes about it. Uh, and they completely swung and missed. You get a chance at redemption. You go and you win against Missouri. The boat's back to level. You're really kind of where going into at least the games. Uh, the only one you've really dropped that was a little surprising, <laughs> a little surprising was the South Carolina game. Uh, but the Florida one, at least from a Vegas standpoint, was surprising. So uh, you'd be fine if you can just bounce back against Missouri, but you cannot afford a loss there. That would not be good whatsoever. <sighs> would not be would not be good at all. Another texter says, uh, can we stop ignoring like special teams isn't an issue and they will fix themselves? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we totally agree. Kirby says, pretty embarrassing so far this year with our aptitude to shoot ourselves in the foot. Feels like we haven't done this in a long time, but consistently are making the one play we can't over and over and failing to take advantage in any opportunity. Not sure if it's Rich or Levis or Stoops or what, but it's a step back. Oh, the, the it, that is the probably – I mean, because like even when Eddie Grant's offense wasn't explosive, they were at least disciplined. The lack of discipline and the silly mistakes are really just – Really disappointing and uncharacteristic of Mark Stoops' football teams. Yeah, and why I, why I did compliment the defense, like, and I know Roush, you kind of described it a little bit, but not being ready for Tennessee's tempo coming off a of bye week, having two weeks to know exactly what Tennessee was going to be doing. Kentucky did get some stops. They just when they needed them the most, they just usually weren't in position to even get the stop, which would made it even more frustrating. You felt like, all right, you're working hard, you're working hard. When it's really time to, 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 you know, get a stop here, you weren't even in position. You had somebody running off the field or not down and where they need to be. It just was frustrating. Yep. Uh, one of the most gutless games in the Stoops era. They bullied us and we looked petrified. Very disappointing for Levis and a waste of a golden opportunity to showcase your program. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was really bad. I, I'm, I was frustrated, too. Guess we can put to bed any worries. A better program will come sniffing around Stoops. 
Hashtag glass half full. Yeah, but in all serialness, we have a coach who will never change who he is, and we, as a result, will never be what we dream of a legitimate top 10 team. TJ, how are the microphones in the station smelling these days? Oh, man, they were so bad back in the Mm -hmm. day. I wonder if that was somebody that, that used to go and use the microphones or still maybe does, but they're, they're terrible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You guys should definitely have Dylan on more in the future. Big time sleeper and extremely knowledgeable. He's a sleeper. Like he, he's good at sleeping. <laughs> a fan of sleeping. We like Dylan. Uh, we like him a lot. It's so funny that big blue drew mentioned all sports, but that drink was absolutely disgusting. Drinking a bottle was actually painful. Yeah. It was, it was not good. Oh, I used to consume it quite a bit though. That in uh, fruitopia. Ooh, gosh, gross. It's first and 10, our ball with about 123 left, and we only make Tennessee take one time out to end the half, and they end up getting a touchdown. Very bad coaching and absolutely detrimental like, to the game. So disappointing. Oh, yeah. Just no idea what Rich was doing. Oh, that was so bad. So like, bad. Yeah. And everybody could, like, see it. It wasn't, you know, and I, I, I don't pretend to know football more than just your average sports Joe. But anybody could see that and well, be like, and it's like if you're going to throw it, if you're going to say, "All right, we're going to try to get after it," why are you throwing screen? Go, go downfield, right? Like attack them. And it's it's never like Kentucky hasn't really had success throwing it down the field to do as much. And I, and I I do like just getting your playmakers the ball in some positions as much as you can. But they just seem to go to the short side of the field a ton. Um, they, it's everything's just so yeah. jumbled up. It's right. like I'm, I'm fine if you want to do some stuff where. You're, you're keeping things at the line of scrimmage. Get it where it's out in space. I mean, again, that's what Tennessee does. That's what a lot of teams do. Uh, but maybe it's they don't trust their wide receivers to be able to block. I, I don't know. But I don't – it was frustrating. Very frustrating. Is there a conversation about Stoops moving on from Rich next season, or do you all think he's sold? Uh, yeah, he's I, I, yeah, right. Like I just think you're you, – you can't go find somebody else right now. There's just not if, – if you're getting a new offensive coordinator, it's because there's a new head coach. Is this dude from Boyle County going to be a super reliable kicker for us in the near future? So sick and tired of not making a simple PAT. I don't know what that kid's going to do. I heard he was going to be a punter, and then they got the punter from Trinity, so I don't, I don't know. No idea. What do we got next? We straight up got punked like a bunch of babies in diapers tonight, and that is what is beyond unacceptable. Stoops being a complete and total bum as a head coach off of bye week is a joke. I don't care how ignorant it may sound, but it's true. He absolutely sucks off bye weeks, and the fact it's a common theme every year ticks me off. Also, it's B-Y-E, not B-U-I. We're not buying the week off. It's just a buy. Secondly, um, if you want another reason to get mad, uh, Stoops 0-9 in week 10s as a coach at Kentucky, and it's week 10. So, Oh, heavens. Yeah. Oh, poop. Could be bad. We really need this one too. And yeah. Now, now it's a guarantee we don't get it. Well, you. A lot of those streaks have been true, like the 0 and 9 on the <laughs> road against West teams. Yeah. We had a good run, everybody. Mm-hmm. It may sound beyond overdramatic, which I love this. I love when it takes moments like this. But I don't care. Coaches need to have fines implemented in their contracts. If they lose by a certain amount to an opposing opponent, they need to be held accountable. This whole, it's all good. We got next week isn't okay. It really isn't. Getting absolutely humiliated on national television is embarrassing. For not only the team, university, recruiting, public image, etc. I'm a thousand percent not sober sending this text message, so please be aware. Oh, man. The worst part is, too, is like, 
when you're done with the game, TJ, it's like, okay, so we have to, we have to touch on a certain amount of topics. Right. And so I had to bite the bullet and do the like positive spin thing. And that just sucks that I'm, I'm not a fan of doing that when all I want to do is be angry, but you know what? You got to include that in your, your post game content. Uh, I, I think there is a fair balance of frustration and overall big picture. Like that was a total, that was terrible. That was a swing and a miss. Any cliche, poop the bed. That's the one Trevor always seems to use, and I already used it once today. But big picture, things are okay. Next season could be a lot of fun as well. A lot of young pieces. But offense needs to show us something to finish out this season. Yeah, it has to. Um, I think generally speaking from a big picture standpoint, the the kind of aggregate the average of a lot of fans thought this would be a nine and three regular season. The South Carolina loss can make it eight and four, right? That would be the loss you didn't anticipate. You didn't have Will Levis. Big picture, you can still be satisfied with an eight and four season. Just like okay, um, while still knowing that you could have gotten more. This season's feeling a lot more like the twenty twenty kind of COVID season, right? Where it like you didn't leave. It feeling you're like, ah, things were out of their hands. This team should have been better, but things were kind of out of their hands. And it sucked. It sucked. Um, but not all hope is lost. I, I feel like we're trending in that direction, but it can't, you, you can't let it be a total loss. You've got to rebound. You got to beat Missouri this weekend. Yep, you, you do. Uh, a texter says, 10 years as a head coach and looking like we just played football for the first time ever, ain't it? The magnitude and overall embarrassment goes an extremely long way. A future dude takes us serious as a legitimate program, losing by 50 to an East opponent. Ain't the recipe. It really is so terrible. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. We're down seven. I don't like that. But, Nick, you're such a hater. The uniforms and atmosphere in Knoxville is so awesome. Wish I was there. Maybe we win. I don't know. Either way, don't hate. Life's too good. Life's too short. Go Cats. No, I'm going to hate. Tennessee's the worst, and I hate him. I can't stand him. I don't care how cool their blackout with the T was. I, I hate him. Booker for Heisman and Tennessee to win it all. They are the truth. Can't hate on how good they are. Sucks to say it out loud, but they are back. I'm not betting against them next week against Georgia. Uh, that's going to be a fun game. I can't believe the line's so big. Yeah, I'll, I'll be betting Tennessee if that line doesn't go down. But, uh, yeah, that's – if we thought Kentucky may have had a strength-on-strength matchup with Tennessee, Georgia actually does. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised Florida was able to make that game interesting. They they showed a little life there. Scored they 17 did. unanswered. They, di- they did. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a rough football Saturday. Uh, and, you know, you – also, that Louisville game, I, I still think Kentucky should win, but you can make up for a Tennessee blowout with another good old fashioned beat down of the cards. So, yeah, yeah. The, the, the big thing is that, long. like, Kentucky's going to be able to run against Louisville. Um, they just blitz the house, um, and, and you're going to catch them blitzing the wrong way. Um, they're, they're, they're blitzing more than any other team in the country. You should be able to make them pay for that. Um, even though uh, they've taken advantage of teams like Kentucky, where it's just turnover city. Uh, but I also, TJ, do you, offensive touchdowns, like Louisville can't score more than 17 offensive points against this UK defense, right? You No, I wouldn't think so. Um, Their yeah, offense you, stinks. 
if, if you just don't turn the ball over, you'd be fine. But yeah, I'm just saying you can make up for one blowout to a rival with another in the other regard. So go ahead and, and take care of business. Hooker for Heisman, Tennessee to win yeah, it all. They're the truth. Okay. I really think if Heupel stays at Tennessee, they may have a bit of a dynasty going. That offense they run is unstoppable. Defense can't get set, and Georgia game will tell it all, I do believe. He won't go do he won't go anywhere because if you can dominate the East, then why would you go to any other school? That's terrifying as UK fan. Maybe a little over the top. That, that's over the top. Uh, this, definitely over the top. Yeah. I mean, Heupel's going to have a five-year run at best before people start figuring out this offense. Yeah. And, you know, Cats should have beat him in Lexington. Uh, and officiating, a couple bad turnovers. Yeah. Uh, this one got out of hand, but let's chill. Yeah. Let's chill. So Brad White has no decent play calling. IMO, he either knocks it out of the park or uh, pees down both legs. Ooh. If linebackers get matched up with a deep threat, give him safety help, let the DB fight that one-on-one fight, and live with that result. Am I missing something? <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't supposed to be on there. The player messed up. The safety didn't help over the top, Texter. That's what you're missing. All it right, was we intentional. Got, we got to end the show. We didn't get anywhere close to finishing the text line, but we'll get back to it. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesdays are a little slower. Wednesdays a little slower. We'll all catch up. We'll still read every text. That's part of what we do here on KRC. Everybody have a safe and happy Halloween. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Big ass. Big ass. Well, I saw Lon Chaney walking with the queen. Doing the werewolves of London